Right, praise God. Amen. Are the sound levels good? Yeah, so I thank God for today. Um, I think it's a very exciting day, and I'm gonna, you're going to see some of the reasons why. Um, but I, I thank God for the opportunity to come and preach to you. Um, yeah, I don't take it lightly, and I, I look to see what God is doing at these different times. So we also just completed discipleship evangelism in our home. We did it as a home cell, and uh, we graduated three people on, on Thursday. So uh, I started with my Jerusalem. Uh, I graduated my Ascari, the home help, and then this was the, the real testimony that came out of it. Um, our neighbor's son, who's 18 years old, so he's been involved in church. You know, you don't always know how church kids are getting on, but by chance, as I was driving back, when my car was working, a day that my car was working, I was driving back, I picked him and the dad up, and I said, we've got a, a, a program going on, it's called Discipleship Evangelism, you're welcome to join. So they both came, I think, that night, uh, and the father, I think that's the only time he came, um, but the son came, uh, he's called Jaira, and we've been watching him grow up, he's friends with our kids, although he's a little bit older, um, but it was just an awesome thing to think, this 18-year-old kid, he could have been turned off from church, you know, being dragged to church as you're growing up, but he made it every, every um, discipleship evangelism lesson from then on, and he completed so it was just so encouraging to see a church kid that's actually serious and they want to know God and they take time out. And he brought his friend as well called Lule, but I didn't graduate Lule. And uh, part of the reason, it's uh, Monica's fault. Uh, I was talking to Monica about discipleship evangelism and she, I was just trying to get some feedback from what she was doing. And she says she doesn't graduate people unless they do, I think, was it 85% of the lessons? Some, 80% of the lessons. So I thought that was really good practice, and I think you're really blessed to have a leader like Monica. She's pointing you in the di right direction. People don't just need to hear messages. They need a system of understanding who they are in Christ, what God, God says about different issues. And discipleship evangelism is an excellent, excellent course for that, so that you have got different questions answered and you are built up in the truth. And really, it's not about me or about you, in a sense. It's about the Word. You know, the Bible says He sent forth His Word and He healed them. He saved them. You humbly accept the Word planted in you, which can save you. If you become a person who is speaking the Word and teaching the Word, and you have the Word ready to give out in all kinds of situations, people can get saved and receive eternal life through a Word that you spoke. It's an awesome thing. And uh, we need to be intentional about it, and I think that's a, a basic course that we can do. Very, very well developed by Andrew Womack and a, and a man called Don Crow. Those of you who did the course. So I'm kind of jealous of you. I wish there were all 11 graduates that come up and are taken, uh, uh, we'd taken a photo of them all together, and I could tell them that um, after the service you'll do that. Yeah, or uh, one way or other, I'm going to get a, a photo from you. Um, so within Andrew Womack Ministries, we're trying to look for uh, different discipleship evangelism centers where we really know the leadership and we, you know, we hear their heartbeat, they also hear ours, and then we can refer people to you. And I certainly think KIC is one of those. So uh, I'm very, very happy, happy about it. Um, I think you are on our website. I think we can refer people to you. If they, if they look for that, um, we, can, we can point people in your direction. So um, I really think you're doing some strategic things. Anyway, let's, let's just uh, pray and we get into the Word, <clears throat> although I know we're short of time. 
Father God, we thank you for this time. Thank you that you are using us. Thank you for who we are in you, Jesus. And I pray that each of us, our mind is renewed to be excited about who you are and what you can do, that you can use ordinary people like us and do extraordinary things and that we'll see your glory and we'll see you, Jesus, in all of these situations and through all these ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So um, this morning, uh, we moved the car outside of the gate, went to shut the gate, let the dogs go again, and so on. And then we started up the car, and he just did not want to, to cooperate. It was blowing smoke. It had been fine 30 seconds earlier. And it was blowing smoke, and it just kept on stalling and crashing. So I reversed it in with difficulty, and we had to come a bit late. So we're sorry about that, yes? But if the devil wants to stop it, he can't. We're here. We'll praise God. Um, and because we just finished uh, discipleship evangelism and the last lesson, does anyone remember what the last lesson was on? Mm, lesson 16? <laughs> anyway, the last lesson was on uh, the benefits of speaking in tongues. And one of the things that, that you will get as you get around Andrew Ormack's teaching, and hopefully uh, I also represent it as well, is to see who you are in the Spirit. You know, the world is trying very, very hard to do so many things, make things look beautiful, put in more effort, spend more money, get nicer things. Everyone's trying to improve things. But the trick is that the, the devil will do is to get you off of who you are in Christ and get you into the natural. And yet you are a supernatural being. You, there was a time when you were natural and your spirit was dead. But if you are born again, you are a supernatural being and the power of God lives inside of you. And that is worth renewing your mind to. That is worth changing who you see yourself to be and to start to think that the power of God lives inside of me. I don't need to go to the pastor for a blessing because the power of God lives inside of me. Jesus said in John 7, 38, he who believes in me, let's turn to it. I'm not going to quote it correctly. John 7, 38, it wasn't where I was going to start, so forgive me, but I was just meditating on it and thinking about it, because the picture, it says, He that believes on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And discipleship evangelism as a course is showing you that's what's going on inside of you. You don't need to go to the man of God and get a touch and receive something. You need to release what's inside of you. Can I get an amen? That was one, okay? I mean, if you're bored, let's, I'll try and get through it quickly. But that's an exciting picture. John 7, 38, he who believes in me is, is going to be like a well of living water because God has now, the Holy Spirit has come and lives inside of people. I mean, praise God for people like Abraham, but the Holy Spirit did not live inside of Abraham. But by sensitivity and training his mind to believe God, he believed God and he kept on thinking about it and he used his mind correctly and he saw the promises come to pass, but he was not born again. Did you ever think about that? Abraham was not born again. Samson was not born again. And yet he, through the dedication of his parents, and it, when he cooperated, he saw the power come on him so mightily that an ordinary looking guy, I don't believe he looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger or some big guy. I reckon he looked ordinary. That's why they looked at him. What is the source of his power? He doesn't look very amazing, yes? I mean, you look beautiful, but you also look like ordinary people, yes? But the power of God is inside of you. It now lives inside of you. Okay, so, um, 
That's what we want to focus on. We want to develop our mind and renew our mind till we start seeing ourselves as powerful people. Amen. Amen. Because if you, if, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Yes? If you think that you are downtrodden and you are, you know, not very good and you're not... But God invested his power in you. He's, he looked at you and he saw that you'll believe on Jesus and get born again and then he's given you his Holy Spirit. Now, if you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, that is a separate experience and you need to pray. It's very simple. Ask Jesus, please baptize me in the Holy Spirit. It's all there is to it, yes? But if you, if you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues, then you need to receive it because you, otherwise you're going to walk this life naturally and you need to walk this life supernaturally. Praise God. So my scripture that I want to start us with is Romans 8.14, one of my favorite scriptures because my... Uh, my, um, my, uh, how do I say, my earthly spiritual father? How do you say it without getting stoned for some funny doctrine, okay? I had an African father. He just went to be with Jesus this year. I was 87 years old. He nearly died of angina when he was 43 years old, and God spoke to him and said, if you serve me, I'll double your lifespan. And he lived to be 87. In fact, when he met me, he counted it was going to be 86, but he said, no, when God told me, it was 43 and a half, so I have to make 87. <laughs> anyway, he made 87 and a little bit. Um, he would have been 88 this year, I believe, in September. Anyway, the God, God spoke to him, and he taught me this first. I hadn't particularly noticed it when I first got born again. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Praise God. So, I, if you are led by the Spirit of God, and you're already led by why would you be in church? You are led by the Spirit of God. You are a son of God. Um, just recently in, in, in uh, Andrew Womack ministry, something unpleasant happens. Some thieves saw the opportunity, these born-agains. Somebody looked for their opportunity, and they grabbed one of our laptops. And the person, I, I hope this isn't, uh, anyway, it's going to be recorded, but I hope I get it right because I love the guy. But as we were talking through, and we had to address the issue that it hadn't been looked after properly, and I was just looking at the guy who we were talking to, and uh, he's my friend, I really admire him, and so on, and I was thinking, really, this is so trivial compared to the awesome uh, reality of who we are in Christ. You know, it's a hiccup, it's annoying, we have to deal with it, he's a spirit-filled guy, but we have to deal with it, you know, and say, look, you know, you shouldn't have done this, you know? But I was just thinking, and I was thinking, this is so small compared to the awesome reality of the glory of who we are in Christ Jesus. This guy's got saved. He's serving God. He loves God. He's full of the Spirit. And, you know, all of us, we have this awesome reality that if we could see ourselves in the Spirit, and so we can, we can by reading the Word, we would just be overwhelmed at what God has done to us, Yes? to make us to be his children, without sin, without any fault, without any condemnation. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Do, do you get what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to explain a picture, yes, of who you are in Christ. That it's as if you had never sinned. Of course, I'm not, I'm not don't, say, don't start accusing me of heresy. We all sin. All have sinned and fall sh come, come short of the glory of God, yes, and are justified freely. But if you can see who you are in the Spirit, it's so awesome. That these things are just, you know, they're, they're problems and we have to deal with them and we have to give them a slap on the wrist and say, you know what, you did, did something wrong. But I was looking at 
who this person is in the spirit, in my mind, and myself also, and thinking, this is just so awesome. It's so awesome that we should be called God's children and be righteous. I don't know if you're getting me. Are you getting me or you're getting bored? Tell your neighbor, you are righteous. Uh, you may need to ask them, are they born again? Yes? Can I just get a show of hands so I know? Because I'm preaching to people who are born again. If you're not born again, you need to get born again. Are you born again? Can you put your hand up? Yeah? Are you born again? Anyone who's not born again, we can pray for you. Simple. Yeah? So say with conviction to your neighbor or to yourself if you're sitting alone, you are righteous. And this is worth renewing your mind. Because if you are going to do anything in this life, you need to be led by the Spirit, yes? You need to understand that God is looking to, um, to work through you. He's looking for you to give him, give him your attention and to be led by the Spirit. You can and will do supernatural things because you're supernatural. You have been recreated in the image of, 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 of God. In, you've been recreated in Christ Jesus, yes? If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But the world system is to constantly remind you of who you are in the flesh. And it's, it is causing huge, huge problems, yeah? Who you are in the flesh, it's, it's a huge problem in the world. Now people are mad at each other, yeah? About all kinds of things, yes? Because they're looking at the flesh and they're mis misunderstanding things. But in the spirit, this is where, that, where really we are. This is our true identity. We are children of God. Amen. Okay, so the world is... Let me just get my notes out. I know it's good because I prepared it. He says, um, so the world's dominated by what can I get? How can I improve my life? How can I do all of these things? But you are not to be dominated by those things and the world system. You are to be dominated by this thing. How can I be led by the Spirit? How can I hear what the Spirit is saying? Because you are to author and to do things that are supernatural. Praise God. You are not natural. So just leave the things of the world. Jesus said it like this. He said in terms of, of, of people, they're trying to, 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 to create heaven on earth. They're trying to build things. I don't know if you've noticed on Yusuf Lule Road, there's the Pearl Business Park. It looks like it's going to be so beautiful, glass building. People are trying with all their effort and intensity and training and learning to try and make heaven on earth. Yeah? But without God, it's without hope. Yeah, well, we're, we're still around, so we will keep... To... But Jesus said, and he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. Praise God. Jesus is saying, that's not what it's about. It's not about how beautiful you can make the world around you. It's about who you are in the Spirit, yes? And to let God do things through you by the Spirit. Now, three things, unusual things, happened to me uh, just recently. And, I mean, they're very, very trivial, so please, you can dismiss them if you like. But it just got me thinking. I went outside on Thursday night, just before we had our last discipleship evangelism, and I was just out there praying in the Spirit because that's what it had been talking about. So I thought, well, I better do it. So I went out outside and I started praying in the Spirit. And as I was praying, I just noticed a little bird was just sitting on one of our... Just, I don't know how birds do this. They sit on something that you think would just go down like that, but they managed to balance on it. And the, the mother and the father were making a lot of noise. So I tried to help this bird up and 
Anyway, it, it allowed me to pick it up, and I tried to help it. And I think the kids are still looking after it in a box. For some reason, it hasn't learned to fly, so we've been trying to feed it. Anyway, I thought that was just quite interesting, and I, we took care of this bird and looked after it. And then um, on, I think yesterday, yesterday I was preparing this message. Sorry, I would have prepared it sooner, but anyway. <laughs> I was preparing this message, and I had to leave the room because it was being cleaned. And I went out the back, and I was praying in, in, the, in the spirit again, and I was thinking, that was interesting what happened the other day. And again, I found, do you know those tiny little red birds? You know, the, the really small ones, yeah? It was just sitting next to our water tank, and I thought, well, now what's up with this one? So I picked it up, and I carried it very gently to my sons, and I said, I found another bird. And this bird was just sitting there, and so we took it again, and we looked at it. Anyway, that one flew away, so, but it was very nice. I just thought, I felt like, I don't know if you ever heard of Francis of Assisi. Apparently, Francis of Assisi, the birds and animals would just come to him. He was so gentle. I don't, anyway, I felt a bit like Francis of Assisi. It was very funny. So I'm just saying this is for fun, you know? Don't try and read too much into it. Anyway, this morning, as I was preparing to come, I should have maybe been laying hands on our car, but um, I walked out the back. And because those two things had happened, I, I, I was just walking around outside waiting for my wife and children to get ready. And I thought, because the same thing had happened, something unique had happened the other two times, I, I was just praying and I was thinking, well, I wonder what could happen. And I looked down at the bottom of the garden, and since last night, unless I'm mistaken, there's like 3,000 mushrooms at the bottom of our garden, these, just these little ones. I hope they're mushrooms, not toadstools, because my wife loves mushrooms. So if there is, that's like, uh, I don't know how much money would be there if they come to full size. But they seem to sell them very expensively. When I, I'm on the road, they, they bring a little bag, and they say it's two or 3,000. Anyway, that shows how tight I am, but there we go. <laughs> there are masses and masses of mushrooms. I've never seen so many. I, literally, I'm not lying. It must be like two or 3,000 since last night from what I know. So anyway, so praying in the Spirit. This is what Ephesians 5.18 says. <clears throat> okay, sorry, I've missed a bit. Okay, we are now joined to Christ. We are one Spirit with Him. It didn't say we are two spirits, it says we are one spirit. We didn't say that Jesus is a spirit, we're a spirit, and, and, and so and now we're joined to him. It says we are one spirit with the Lord, for 1 Corinthians 6, 17. So for this life to make any, this is my real central point, for this life to count for anything, you must be led by the spirit. Yeah? And I know that the natural things of life seem to dominate us, but it must be your intention to be led by the spirit. Otherwise, we will just live this life as ordinary people. We'll drive our cars, we'll go to our jobs, we'll eat food, we'll get married, we'll do whatever we do, and the time will be over, and we will have not given, taken time to be led by the Spirit and to do things that the Holy Spirit is leading. We are supernatural people. Are you, are you getting me? Yes. Yeah? So, I, you know, all the things that I can do and all the talents that I have, I want to be led by the Spirit. It's not about me, and it's not about what I know. It's about being led by the Spirit. Jesus was a man led by the Spirit. He did things that didn't make sense to people because the Holy Spirit was telling him what to do. How much more us, who now have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, yes? That, that those supernatural things that people were able to do, even under the old covenant, we are now free to do them. But if unless we purpose to do it, life will just grab your attention. 
and it will just keep you thinking in the natural. But you are not natural, you are supernatural. Praise God. That's why I told you those funny stories about the two little birds and then the mushrooms this morning. Because it just captured my imagination. And I thought, you know what, there is more than I know if I will give God that chance. And I will ask Him and I will allow the Holy Spirit. And here's the practical thing. Because much as I preach and all the rest of it, yes, I find myself to be very carnal. I don't know. Hello, am I the only one? I can preach and God has done things in my life and I know it's God, but actually most of the time I can recognize I'm very carnal. Yeah, you are just agreeing for me. That word is not for me, it's for you. Yeah? <laughs> Much as I know these things, yes, I find myself to be very carnal. Yeah? Led by my natural desires. So, this is where praying in tongues, which was your last lesson, is so important. Because it's, it's, you know, without the Word of God, it's the Word of God that divides between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, but particularly between soul and spirit. Is this me or is it God? The things that I have and the Holy Spirit reveals to me, how can I know that it's God and not just me? Well, the Word of God will help you, yes? But also praying in tongues, which is what I really want to drive home to myself. If you don't hear the message, I'm hearing it, yes? Pray in tongues. Be deliberate about praying in tongues because you are going to author prayers and things that are awesome in your life. Amen. amen. Please, if you don't say amen, say it in your heart. Yeah? This, this gift of praying in, 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 in other tongues is a way that you can pray perfectly and you can do the spiritual work that you want to do. It's not the only thing. But I don't want you to graduate from DE, yes? And you just kind of go back to your way of thinking. Pray in tongues. Amen. And I don't know if there'll be an opportunity because I'm, uh, I'm kind of, uh, I just, we, we did it in our group. You know, part of uh, the, the students in our group uh, are my kids. They got bored of doing children's church in their rooms while we did discipleship evangelism. So they started joining. Now, they didn't graduate because they did it halfway through. And according to Monica's rule, unless you do 80% of the lessons, you don't graduate. But they were very eager. They wanted to do the test. Did you do the, a test? Did you do a short written test? It's not obligatory. Did you do a test? Yes. You did? You, huh? you did more than one. Okay, we better get, start taking notes from Monica. But anyway, these guys did, these guys did a, a, a test, and I sat them down at either end of the table so they couldn't cheat. And then one was on another table we have for the children's homeschool, and they did their test, and, and then we graduated them. Because um, anyway, I'm a kind of person who does things quickly if I can. Um, now I've forgotten what I was saying. We did the test. But when we went through the lessons... I deliberately stopped at the end of the lesson and I said, look, ask to receive the Holy Spirit, yes? And pray in tongues. Even my kids have received the Holy Spirit before, but there is a natural barrier in your mind that says you're doing nothing when you pray in tongues. Yeah? And I'd like to give an example of Andrew Womack. Forgive me, but just it's fresh in my mind. Um, Andrew Womack was taking like about a year and he found it very hard to pray in tongues. He really didn't see the purpose of it. And I want you to show what the devil tried to do and see the value of praying in tongues. One time when he was praying in tongues and his mind was telling him, you know what, or at least he was hearing this thought that you're doing nothing. It would be better if you prayed in English. Yeah? 
As he was doing that, and he persisted, and he pressed on, and he kept on praying in tongues, he said a guy he hadn't seen for four years came into his room, said nothing, and just started crying, and sat down on his thing. And then he thought, oh, for sure I should have been praying in English. I should have been praying for this guy. And then he also thought, well, how would I have known to pray for this guy anyway? I haven't seen him for four years. But the conversation flowed. The man started telling him his problems, and he finished the story for him. By revelation from the Holy Spirit, he finished the story for him and prayed with him. And that guy, they both were just amazed at the power of God. There are things you are not going to see, and the guy got his answer. Yes? The guy got his answer. He didn't have the answer in the natural. He didn't even know the guy was coming. But the Holy Spirit knew, and when he prayed in tongues, he started to address the needs in that guy's life with not even knowing who he was praying for or why he was praying for them. If you neglect praying in tongues, if we neglect praying in tongues, let me not point my finger, or if I do, if you neglect praying in tongues, there are things that you are going to miss out that God would work through and do in your life. I like what this, uh, there's a preacher from, uh, uh, anyway, he's a British guy, but he says, um, I don't understand how it works, but I know it works. Amen. So if, if nothing else, can, we, can I encourage you that you see yourself as a spiritual person? You are righteous in God and now take advantage of it because the natural things press in on our minds and you are supernatural. Yeah? And this is, an, in a sense, it's an easy way for us to release the Holy Spirit inside of us. Say amen. amen. How many of us pray in tongues? Because in our group, we had to get people who were just hesitant about it. And I said, you know what? Just copy me. That's what my spiritual father said. Just copy me. Copy my funny syllables, yes? And pray in tongues. So that the supernatural things God wants to do through you can get done. Amen. You are supernatural. Amen. You are supernatural. You can author things in the Spirit by your being led by the Spirit and praying in tongues that will change your life and will change other people's life. So what's stopping you? You've got, to be, you've got to be deliberate about it. The spirit of project, prophets is subject to the control of prophets. If you say, no, I won't bother, or if you allow other things, it won't come out of you. But if you will, God will pray through you. And I like what Samuel said, my son. He's 13 years old. And he, he said, so that means when I'm praying in the spirit, there's no sin in it. Amen. Amen. If, you, if you're praying in the Spirit, there's no sin in it because your spirit is praying and your spirit doesn't have any sin in it. Amen. Now, you should pray that your understanding will, you'll also understand what you're praying because if I now start switching to tongues now, you're just going to like, does someone have a word? What's he saying? Yeah? <laughs> At least if I switch into Luganda, some of you will get it. Yeah? But you, when you pray, you're building up yourself on your most holy faith. Um, this is how uh, Paul says it in Ephesians 5.18. He says, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Praise God. So as believers, we know it's wrong to go and get drunk. Yeah? Africa is a leader in this, Yes. They don't know. I'm not laughing at you. You're laughing at us. Yeah? In the UK, even spirit-filled believers, they, they, they take alcohol. But here in Africa, you're either in the church or you're in the bar. You can't be both. Very few believers go to the, the bars. And in America, I think most of the Pentecostals, they don't mess with alcohol. Yeah? In other parts of the world, that's not the deal. Yeah? 
And they'll very quickly quote for you John 2, Jesus turned water into wine. And then the African will say, no, it was grape juice. And then the European will say, no, it can't have been because it was the best wine. And so that argument continues. But we don't stop there and say, let's not get drunk. No, don't get drunk. Don't sin. Don't sin. Don't sin. No. We, those people are wasting their time because everyone knows by natural don't, even you as believers you, you should know that you're righteous but you are very aware that you're sinning isn't it? yeah? you should know what you are supposed to awake to righteousness and sin not find out who you are in Christ you are the righteousness of God yes? that's what you need to hear that's what you need to know not when and ye yes? when and ye has a purpose turn and receive the good news that you are forgiven. We're not making light of sin. Sin is what takes people to hell, yes? But ultimately, it's only one sin that takes people to hell, and that's rejecting Jesus, because all the sins and blasphemies of men will be forgiven them, Jesus said. And I believe Jesus, yes? So it's not homosexuality, it's not drunkenness, it's not witchcraft that ultimately takes people to hell. It's their refusal of Jesus. Can I get an amen? Amen. Or have I become an extreme grace preacher? No, there's no, there's no gospel without grace. And I take sin seriously, yes? You know, I, 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 there's things I avoid, there's things I don't touch. But I don't stop at saying, do not get drunk on wine. I go farther and it says, be filled with the Holy Spirit, yes? Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled, it's a continuous thing. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And pray in tongues, building yourself up on your most holy faith. But be filled with the Spirit, it says there. Amen. For you to make a difference is not just to replicate the discipleship evangelism program many, many times, yes? In a kind of mathematical thing. Although there is that to it, yes? It's for you to walk in the Spirit and understand, I am the righteousness of God. I am filled with the Holy Spirit. The Word of God can come out of me and somebody can get saved through that Word. It's not about me in a sense, it's just about Jesus speaking through me. And you keep going back to that. Okay? I don't know how long I've got, but... Okay, it says in Acts 2 verse 4, All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Amen. Don't limit yourself to who you are in the natural. Your degree or you don't have a degree. You are spiritual. Yeah? You know how to speak English or you don't know how to speak English. You can speak in tongues without knowing how to speak English. Praise God. Yeah? And don't also, don't boast about who you are in the flesh either. You maybe you have a degree, maybe you're driving the nicest car in Kampala. Yeah? Now, it doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean anything. Yes? Who are you in the spirit? Yeah, those things are nice. Yeah? Who are you in the spirit? Praise God. Amen. Amen. There are things you need to speak out of your spirit. And I think the Holy Spirit was just drawing my attention that, you know what? I'm supernatural, and this world that God created was created from the supernatural. Yeah? When those things happened, it was just, I don't know, it was just funny. They're only very, very small things, but um, anyway, they made me laugh. And uh, we'll see. Let's hope that those uh, mushrooms are real mushrooms and not uh, toadstools. You can get the report from Ruth, because I'm sure she'll eat them if they're good. Maybe I'll be the guinea pig. I'll try them. Okay. Uh, I think... Okay, so, Rick Renner is, a, is an American guy. He's a Greek scholar, and he's been, also been called the apostle to Russia because he had a great uh, and effective ministry in Russia. He said this, When I pray and praise in the Spirit, 
I am praying perfectly and praising you, God. I put the God in there on the highest level. Praise God. When I pray, wouldn't you like to pray perfectly? Yeah? God has already given you that ability. Instead of your shopping list of prayers, yes? And those prayers where the devil... You see, that's why the devil said to Andrew Womack, you are wasting, stop wasting your time praying English. Because when you get into English, he can get into your mind and start messing with you. But when you pray in the Spirit, anything rather than you pray in the Spirit. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah? So if you can just tell you that there's nothing in it, there is something in it. And you will even start to feel the anointing as you pray in the Holy Spirit. You don't know what you're saying, but there's a sense you can sense that something is being done. And you need to understand you are supernatural and you need to press on into the things of the Spirit. Otherwise, you will live an ordinary life and you will die and they'll say, Chitalo, Chitalo, Nyo. And they won't know the truth of what they're saying. Yes? And God will also say, Chitalo, Chitalo, Nyo. Because you never lived by the Spirit. Yeah? Chitalo, Chitalo, Nyo. You live with good memories, not with good dreams. Yes? Good memories that you achieve things, and the Holy Spirit is working in you to raise you to the highest level that you can be. He's committed to your excellence. He's your helper. He's your counselor. He's working with you to raise you to that level that He has in mind for you. But let Him flow through you and ask Him and say, please, I know that if you leave me to do it, by, without you, I can do nothing. That's what Jesus said. Without me, you can do nothing. And then He said, I'm leaving the Holy Spirit for you. Physically, Jesus is not here, but He's with us by the help of the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, yeah? Okay, so, um, keep on doing it. I know of a lady, I think, Ruth, you may know her, Jackie Pullinger. Has anyone ever heard of her? She was a missionary to um, China and Hong Kong. Yeah, okay, so now she's, she was a missionary to Hong Kong, and she went into a place called the Walled City, which was some messed up British colonial thing. And uh, it was a lawless place. The British had withdrawn, but they hadn't given the sovereignty back to the Chinese. So she went into this bad place. And one of the things that she would do is she forced herself to pray in tongues every day. And she said, this is what has helped me to see the results that I'm seeing. So, uh, you know, I've only seen a couple of uh, just small things in my life. Uh, but I'm believing God for more. I believe in the discipleship evangelism program. I think you are very blessed to have Monica here pushing that thing. I believe she's the one behind it. But it, it doesn't really matter. It's not about name, praising names. It's about finding a way of growing and seeing who you are in the Spirit. You are awesome. If I saw you in the Spirit, I'd probably be tempted like the Apostle John to fall down and worship you because you are so awesome. You are the righteousness of God. Yeah? Don't let the natural things of life cover over with layers and layers until you forget who you are. Pray in the Spirit. Be deliberate about it. Let those words come out because then you will shake this earth. Yeah? You will stop seeing one another in the natural. We'll stop seeing each other because, you know, uh, Paul said, you know, he almost like, I'm, 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 I'm embarrassed of it. I'm ashamed. We no longer see people after the flesh. Though once we regarded Christ that way, yet we do so no longer. If any man is in Christ, he says, yeah? You start seeing people after the Spirit, yeah? What is it that they are saying? What is God saying through them? So, um, I, want to I want to just conclude this with a practical, because otherwise I just know the, the nature. Yes, the Holy Spirit reminds us of the messages that we see, and I think I'm, what, five minutes past time? 
Yeah, I think you normally stop at 12. Do you mind, uh, is it okay, the leadership of this church, is it okay if we just stand up and we practice what we've been talking about and we just pray in the Spirit for a few minutes? This will be for personal edification. I'm not expecting somebody to shout out so loud and then we have to give an interpretation. Is it okay? Is it is in order? Amen. Amen. Let me just pray. Father God, we thank you. And if you're ready, just stand up on your feet and be ready to pray in tongues. Father God, we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit living in us. And we thank you for the gift of tongues. And I speak over this church supernatural revelations that come by the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Thank you for their love. Thank you for their faithfulness. Thank you for the leadership in this church. There's a gift of leadership in this church of people leading after the Spirit. Father God, I thank you for it. Go ahead and pray in tongues. If you haven't prayed in tongues for a while, don't feel bad about it, but go ahead. Please pray ahead. Go ahead and pray in tongues. You are supernatural. And you need to do this regularly, not just today's service. She under Rukurindibira Sandala Ribiro Hurum Bariara Caranda Sudurianda Baracarano. Thank you, Holy Spirit. She ala Kuruhona Birada Barriera Bokuro Mada. She ala Kirianda Surinian. All of what we say and do, may Jesus be revealed. She ala Kuruhonda Bira Sandala Riara Hunda Bariada Barasuru Lukuramana. Help us to remember that we are supernatural, that you said you would never leave us nor forsake us. You are always with us. Jesus, Shira, Karahonda Barisa, Halienda Bara, Hulu, Honda Brianda Bara, Sundu Brianda Bara, Shuliana Barilla, Karayanda Boro, Suriara Bara Bara, Shilara Kurunda Biriasana. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, Shiala Kurunda Birasara, Liara Kurunda Maria, Sundu Bara, Shilara Kurunda Bara, Hidna Barilla, Sundu Briala, Karanda Bara. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the gift of praying in tongues. Thank you that you have not left us as orphans. Thank you that you've given us the Holy Spirit, that you've baptized us into the Holy Spirit. Help us to live our own natural thoughts and be led by the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Thank you for that privilege. Thank you that we are sons of God. Thank you for what you're doing in this place, Jesus. Thank you for the, all the leadership. Thank you for all the faithfulness. Thank you for all the good hearts of people with a good attitude seeking you, Jesus. May they step out in the Spirit. May they pray in the Spirit and receive confirmation that you are speaking through them. Supernatural revelations, things happening, uh, words coming to them, understanding, solutions to problems that they can turn around and give glory to you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can have your seats. So, I just, I'm, forgive me if I've kind of thrown that on you, but I, want, I did the same with our discipleship evangelism group. I made them pray in tongues. Yes? I just, well, I didn't make them pray in tongues, but I, I really pushed them hard that they would pray in tongues. They would overcome the natural thoughts that they have which fight against this gift. And I, I pushed them to exercise those gifts. And my kids also, they, 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 they stepped out a bit more in it. They were being reluctant. You think, now kids, how can they be 
reluctant. You know, they're supposed to be just very accepting and so on. But my kids are like, mm, Daddy, I'm not sure. Am I not making the words up? I said, just copy me. <laughs> just copy me. Your natural mind, your, the, the, the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit wars against the flesh. Your natural mind will try and talk you out of praying in tongues. Yes? Don't let it. Be led by the spirit. Pray in tongues. You are spiritual. I'm sorry if that's just a very simple message that I've given you, but it's something. And, and, and just remember that out of you will flow rivers of living water. John 7, 38. That's who you are, yes? Your mind is full of things that you don't want to be thinking. But you can bypass all of that and pray in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for having me. Well, that's good, hey? Lots of cheering. I think another round of applause, everyone. It's yeah. really, really good. I, just on the back, I, I think it's such an important message about um, praying in the Spirit and something we probably need to speak more into. Uh, just encourage you, rather than just the last few minutes, just going through that, but you know, this evening in your quiet time, during the week at work, just in life, when you're going for a walk. Um, this test me after test me I've heard as well over the years of just God doing the most remarkable things. Um, so I look forward to hearing uh, some stories in the, in the weeks and months ahead. But thank you for that an excellent message, really. I can see why the devil tried to shut your car down this morning. <laughs> uh, we pray for healing on the car as well. You guys get home and uh, it's, uh, it's miraculously healed. Uh, and uh, there's mushrooms in your garden as well. We, uh, we look forward to mushroom soup or something uh, next time. Uh, so guys, uh, please don't run off at the end uh, as well. Uh, there's cake, uh, and in case you forgot, there's, <laughs> there's more claps. There's cake again, okay. So enjoy the cake. Congratulations, uh, graduates, and uh, have a great, great week. God bless. Thank you.